Welcome to Relationships with Rob. I am your host, an award-winning author, serial entrepreneur, and your virtual relationship coach. Each week, we are bringing you people who inspire me to live my best life, and we are going to take the plunge and look for clues so that we can have successful relationships too. I truly believe relationships mean the most to us, and we all have different reasons why. So let's get to the bottom of it. And if you're going through something right now, this show will help give you the tools necessary to break through your own paradigms, lead with your best foot forward, and to never, ever give up hope. Let's get it. All right, what is up, my beautiful people? Happy hump day, happy Wednesday. It's June 19th, 2019. If this is your first time tuning in, I warmly welcome you. We're doing shows normally on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays and Wednesdays are long-form content or interviews, and Fridays are short solo rounds with me. I'd appreciate it if you could just hit that subscribe button right now. Smash that on your podcast app, wherever you're listening this uh, on. And you can get automatic updates. You don't have to search through past episodes or anything like that. It just goes directly to your phone. All right, there's a lot of convenience in that. So subscribe, it helps me out, but it also helps you out, all right? And today's segment is called Kicking It. I did one with uh, my boy Dale, and this is an episode, or this is a segment rather, where I invite past guests on the show so that we could just talk about random stuff or whatever is on top of our minds. And it's kind of like a more Rogan-esque podcast style where we just... It's raw. It's unedited. We just turn it on, turn on the recording, and just record, and that's all we're doing today. So I got my boy Robert Walls Jr. on the on the on the line today, so that we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We got a we actually talked about a lot of basketball, a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of business stuff, and you know I just find that when you listen in on these conversations, you can get a feel for who we are as a as a person. And the things that we acclimate to and the things that we like, the things that we read up on, all right? And I find that it adds another layer of human to this so that it's not always so rigid. My interviews do have a style to them. They have a structure. And so it's it's nice to deviate from the path a little bit, uh, especially as an interviewer. And um, yeah, I hope you guys like this. I'll keep this intro short and sweet because we got a nice long one for you guys maybe you will this is me making up for uh not posting on monday all right so i'm just gonna leave that here and so without further ado let's get to the show all right welcome back everybody we're doing it a little bit different today man we're gonna i I know you guys have uh requested a little bit more raw stuff from me and a little bit more unedited things for me so this is an episode that we're gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna reintroduce my guest here today but it's really just a segment for people who have been on my show or people who have had a connection with me. And, and Robert Walls Jr. is definitely a guy who I've had a deep connection with as well. He's also been on the show, talked a lot about what he's up to. But today I wanted to bring him on the show because we got so much to talk about, man. We were just chatting it off on air. We we're like, we were hitting so many levels, right? And I'm just like, man, we got to stop this. We got to record. And then we got to get, we got to pick up from here, man. So, uh, but for the people who don't know you are uh, who you are, Rob, you know, tell, tell them a little bit about your background, just a quick, you know, snippet or two uh, of what you do and, and, and how we got connected. Awesome. Um, I'm originally from, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I grew up playing basketball. It was my first love. Um, lucky enough, um, I trained my butt off to get good enough to be able to compete um, at a high level. Wound up, you know, playing college ball on the West Coast uh, my first year, uh, injured myself learn some of the politics of, you know, um, the entertainment part of basketball and the business side of it. Um, didn't really like it too much. And, you know, to each his own, some people, um, you know, they go into it, some people they, um, they don't want to. Um, I had, I luckily had experiences where I've been around some of the best uh, basketball players in New York City, like older guys that used to, used to be around in Brownville, Brooklyn, where I'm from. And they gave me little jewels and gems about how, um, even though they were so great at basketball, they didn't even care about signing NBA contracts and stuff like that. It's well documented on guys like Fly Williams and stuff like that, that I that grew up where I lived and his son used to look up to me um, in basketball as a point guard. I got the information from them that, you know, life wasn't over if you didn't play in the NBA. So I wasn't, it wasn't like a, like a big deal to me to play in the NBA, but of course you want to, you want to perform on the stage where more people can see you play. That's what all ball players 
know, you know, about is that, you know, they, they just want to perform and play and show their talent in front of as many people as possible. And the NBA allows people to do that. So shout out to the NBA for that as well. Um, I, I still work with the NBA. I work with them. I, um, I sell so many products on my website. But to go backwards again, I went, I went to the West Coast to play college ball, hurt myself, still wanted to play basketball. I have a passion for it. So I started my company. Well, I first did sales first, learned how to do business in sales, um, in direct sales. So, I, I, so that gave me confidence to let me know that I can run my own business. And then I incorporated that into the sports realm of business. And then I created Coast to Coast Ballers enterprises and then I did basketball tournaments made the newspaper then I started doing social media online stuff so now we have all these different branches we have coastcoastballers.com and then you can join our baller gang which um we the way I'm promoting it as it's the only um positive gang on the planet 100% positive gang on the planet so we're trying to offset anything any negative gangs with if you want to join the gang you know you can join a positive gang which you know, it consists of everything, ball players, uh, all sports players, anybody that's trying to win in life, you know, we're all one game. And that's the crazy thing, too, that I, I love about this whole concept is that if we're looking at things in, term of, in terms of gangs, um, really positive, loving people, we're the biggest gang. We just don't voice it as much as they voice the negative side of gangs. So, you know, I'm trying to be a voice for that, um, yeah. to bring that to the forefront. For sure. We connect there so much because a lot of people, well, my story's out now. You know, I grew up in a pretty tumultuous time and, uh, you know, I hustled and stuff. You know, I knew some really, really scary people and we, we did some really mean things and, and, and things like that. And, you know, we were always surrounded by gangs and we we're always surrounded by, you know, people just doing you know, things that they got to do for themselves because of, you know, poverty. We talked about that, right? You know, yeah. sometimes it's hard for us certain group to get out of what it is that is that they're that they're in just because of what their surroundings are and i totally understand why people sell drugs and i understand why people hustle and i understand why people do that that's not what we're talking about i think what we're talking about here is look there's another side to all of this there's another aspect to you know gang gang right because we can we can totally turn it on its head and be like okay you know what i don't have to be part of the streets i don't need to be part of this i guess perpetuation of poverty and in this cycle of, of 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 just broken homes and people going to in and out of jail our friends dying you know things like that like that, that that's the real stuff that goes on in the hood and, it, and and the propensity for that to happen increases when you join gangs and what you're saying is like look we got a gang over here that if we're gonna be the, if we're going to try to seek greatness and we're going to try to really make an impact in the world, we need to surround ourselves with more positive people. And that's what you're doing. I'm part of the Gwaller gang as well. Yes. I know your coast to coast baller stuff is, is just, I think it's, it's important for inner city youth, people who are trying to, you know, make a name for themselves in the, in the NBA, but also just as a name for themselves in general, because a lot of it does come down to branding and things like that. So yes. when you, when you go across, when you go across, uh, you know, the u.s and you're going coast to coast and you're doing all these things what are the some of the the things that you you try to you you know instill on these kids and 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 you know what are the most important things that you try to teach them yes um, I'm, that's a beautiful question robin um man there's so many layers to that question too um my mind keeps telling me it's coming full circle with that question right because um the reality of it is and this is why, let me salute y'all. I got to throw this in there. We'll talk about it again some more, but salute y'all for winning the championship. Um, shout out <laughs> to Canada. I, I love that. And one of the things that um, we've been programmed to do is not support other cities if our city isn't the one that won. And one of the things that happened in the finals that I don't know if, it, if, if people shined the light on it was Kyle Lowry um, told Toronto fans or Canada's fans not to um, boo or, or, or applaud uh, Kevin Durant getting injured. And I forgot, I think it was game four or five or something like that. And he made it be known that even though we're playing against them, they're still our brothers too. So the perspective of me celebrating you guys and being able to celebrate um, somebody in California or New York, anywhere, without having to um, compromise my love for my own city, is something that needs to be, that paradigm needs to be changed, that mindset needs to be changed, which, which, which in turn will change 
a lot of stuff that you talked about in the inner cities with, you know, um, the mentality of, you know, the gangs and the, and the selling the drugs and stuff like that, because there's a thing that sports players know that maybe we're not talking about. And that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation is that when you live in, 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 the, in the projects or you live in a poor neighborhood, those, those same people that would rob you, that would uh, sell drugs to somebody's mother or whatever, they shy away from doing anything to a ball player that looked like they had a potential chance to go to the NBA. They give them a pass so make sure nothing gets in their way so they can get to that destination. The, the community, um, uh, they come around that person and they, and they protect that person. That happened to me on a smaller level. And I've seen it on higher levels, too. They protected Stephon Marbury. He's a little older than me when I was growing up in Brooklyn. This, I mean, I can go on and on and on, you know, from things happening to him or his family to where it would stop him from maximizing his potential to make it to the NBA and make money and, and support the community or his family and X, Y, Z. So the, the concept of taking all of us positive people, positive gang members, in every community and talking to them, like you said, how am I doing this coast to coast and talking to these people, whether it's kids, adults, whatever, is letting them know that we have to use that same concept that we use with ball players, where we surround them with goodness and keep negative things around them with everybody, you know, more of a community type thing, you know, um, you know, back in the days when um, I was little growing up in Brooklyn, you know, not everybody would do it, but some people would take the role of your parent. If they see you doing something wrong, they'll stop you, you know what I mean? And the only way that can happen um, in the future or in this present moment that we're in now is if me and you and a lot more other people get more active when we're out in these communities and letting people know that we know who you are, right? And, and we see them, we see these people as people, not just, you know, somebody you don't care about in your communities to where now um, we can affect them in a positive way and let them know that we care about their well-being, which trickle down to everything else. Because if they have an opportunity to help somebody or, or um, stop somebody from getting harmed, then they're gonna do that. You know, we gotta evolve as a species. You know, we, I'm, I'm actually, I always say, I've said this to you before, like sometimes I get, I feel like we should be ashamed. Like, you know, we got all this so-called technology and we're we, we moving faster. I always say we the real life Jetsons. We should be ashamed that we in this realm that we in still, right? For sure. For sure. I, I feel you on so many levels, man. And, and, you know, the segregation thing is real, like putting borders up against, you know, other teams. And I get that from like, like a competition point of view. But when it comes to a human level, like the whole Kyle, Lowry, uh, the whole Kevin Durant situation up here, like people, people cheering and stuff like that. You know, I get that on a sports level, but not on a human level. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody wants to see anybody else get hurt. Right. Right. And, that's why that and, just and you're right. We shame. For sure. I, I speak up for Toronto here and I say, yeah, we should be ashamed for that. You know, there were people here cheering, you know, and, and, and that's and that's wrong. Like when we look at that as a, in, in terms of basketball, we can we can look at that in other angles and say, look, we, we got to be ashamed of ourselves. What other things are we doing other than, you right, know, exactly. it, you know it, laughing when a man It's a mindset that trickles down to everything that you're doing. And that's the thing, too. Ball players they do this too. Some, and it, 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 affect, it affects everybody. Like there's some ball players, like every ball player, every baller is not um, equally yoked. Like there's some ball players that will be happy if the best competition ain't out there. Guys like me, I need the best competition out there to challenge me. I don't want to play against scrubs or, you know, or, or feel like I need to be relaxed because now I have to worry about this person. And, and I think true ball players, they know, they're aware, like, they don't want somebody to be injured like that. They want to be able to beat Kevin Durant, you know, if he can, if he can play, you know? So um, I, I really believe that, like, and a lot of you guys said um, apologize, and they didn't really, in the moment, they was, they was happy because they knew, you know, like, they, you know, the Warriors would have less of a chance to win without them. So I understand that from that perspective, but there's so many levels to it because we talk about, the, the um you know that's just the entertainment side of it right it's it's kind of like it's like these people are grown i don't want to disrespect grown-ups but you know and to me like we're all kids in a certain capacity too right but the um fans are kind of like kids from the perspective of the owners you know they understand that as a business and the reason behind why they do that and why they promote and support people to like go against each other and say your team is better than my team and, and they don't want to support somebody else's team because they understand that it will sell more um, merchandise 
you know, they will make more money. It's about, at that point with the owners, it's about business. So what's going to maximize their dollars? And it's to keep people that way. And that's, and that's another level of it. And that's the business side. But then it also comes into when you think about how they play with your mind. Because all this stuff is mental. And that's why I'm so excited because we can fix all of these problems that we have because it's not even, it's not even that extreme as they try to make it seem it is. It's just a quick mindset, mindset shift, right? And then put some actual action towards what you're trying to do. Practice, train um, to get better in, in, the, in the thing that you recognize that you're lacking in and you'll get there. That simple. But we, we gotta make people believe that though first. For sure. You're, you're leading that charge. And, and, and that's why I, I'm so acclimated to, you know, kind of getting coast to coast up in Canada, man. I think I think it, it would do well up here because there are a lot of inner city youth in here in, in, in Toronto that could use an outlet. But not only just the outlet, but like listen to your tutelage. You're yes. you're you're a very wise dude, man. And I'm, I'm going to say this now, man. You're very you're very wise. And, and you look at things in, in, a, in a really interesting way. And I think most people don't do that. And so I commend you on that one. But I mean, you know, you're, you're going out there and you're saying, look, I, I know I have a skill and you're trying to you're, you're, you're trying to empower these kids, not even just kids, but adults, too, because like you're right. I, when, I, when I look back at the game, I'm just like, man, you know, the way that we reacted when Clay got injured in, in, in game six, it was totally different. We kind of had learned that lesson, but it took that little bit of a, uh, I guess, kind of a stir up, you know, we, we just kind of shook it up a little bit. And that's kind of like what I love what you do. You just shake, the, you just shake up the industry a little bit, man. And, and I mean, LeVar tried it, LeVar Ball tried to come in and do it, but he was a little bit too aggressive in my opinion. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but must love yeah. to him. He's, he's older than us. So he's our OG. Must love to him for trying to do what he tried to do. And I support you know, any independent, you know, business, you know, because, you know, we all have to take care of our families and our loved ones and stuff like that. And we, and it's supposed to be a free enterprise. So, you know, you know, no slander, you know, let everybody win. That's my whole ball of mindset. Everybody gets a chance to win because we all live it, right? So we should have a chance to win. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They try to, you know, they, there's platforms that's like predicated on like shutting people down, like, making people believe that they suck or something and then people don't want to buy their products or whatever the situation may be don't want to get close to their brand because this this brand said that they did this or whatever there's a lot of drama behind this whole situation of you know trying to get people to believe in whatever you got going on mm, for sure man uh you know, when you talk about business and you talk about, you know, things of that nature, yeah, people have to wear certain hats. But I mean, I think uh, a lot of the stuff that you put out out there is a lot about like abundance and, you know, money mindset and, and, and knowing that there's enough for everybody out there. Uh, we just got to change our minds about that. And you've been putting out a lot of that content recently. So how's that work? How's that? How is that like portraying? Like, how is that? How are you going to try to, you know, incorporate that into the coast to coast stuff? Like, cause I think that's important. A lot of athletes out there, you know, they don't know what it's like to, you know, I guess like survive after the athlete world. Cause I mean, you're not always going to be an athlete. Your, your career is going to end at like 30, 35. And then, and then you got the rest of your life to look forward to. So, I mean, how, how can we get, you know, what, what, what are some, what are some things that you're, you're thinking about in terms of money mindset and athletes there? Well, um, at the, at this point in my mind, I look at it like it's just, it's, you know, I try to simplify everything and it's about making to me is about making more ball players and their parents and their families aware. And when I say aware, I'm talking about aware of, we have to get away from believing that um, it's all about you. And it's all about, um, you know, getting yours and, um, you know, trying to shut out everybody else, you know, so you can get yours. Um, if your mind is open away from that, then you can see things differently. If you don't open your mind to see it that way, then it's gonna be hard for me to show you the other um, things that exist in this universe because you close-minded. You think that the only way to win is if you shut everybody off or it's all about you when it's not really even all about you because if you really look at it, who pays you? It's the people. You know, the people support you in any business and anything that you're doing the people who support you. And I learned that in sales. Like, you know, when I was selling products, I had some cool products that I had on a day-to-day -day basis, but 
they was pretty much buying me first. They liked me first, and they were so excited to see me. They was asking me what I got, and then if it whatever I had, if they can incorporate that into like giving it to their family members or whatever, then they would do it that from that reason, you know. So um, with that understanding, I think that if I can just um, get to uh, you know talk to as many ball players I can, which you know going to high schools, colleges you know, talking to some of my pro basketball friends that's overseas and just getting them to spread the word. I got a guy that um, I met about a couple of years ago on, in California named um, uh, Savvy the Amusing. <laughs> He's a funny guy. He's a comedian. And that's, and that's the cool thing about, like, bringing people together, too, is, like, sports bring people together. When people laugh, it brings people together. So then you can really get them to focus on bigger issues to make us all win. And with the Savvy guy... Um, he's a comedian that does voiceovers with um, Instagram videos where he put um, NBA players in situations where they're talking, but he changed their words, right? So and it's, it's hilarious, right? It's so hilarious. Uh, I, think I've, yeah, I think I've definitely seen a couple of those. I've definitely seen a couple of those. Those are, those are hilarious. Yeah, he coined this phrase called, um, that, uh, that everybody's saying now, Snoop, um, uh, LeBron. I mean, the list goes on and on, all... Everybody in the NBA um, world, especially like the the ESPN, the, the, the um, commentators and the critics, they all know that saying that he does called uh, when he he had Magic Johnson. He did a voiceover of Magic Johnson when um, he before he quit. He was saying that he was like AD's on the way. That like that was like one of his mantras, right? So everybody say that now, especially now that AD's coming. Everybody say AD's on the way in Magic Johnson's voice. You know what I mean? So it's epic, you know. I just was actually talking to him about this yesterday, how epic it is and how viral that um, that is. And, you know, stuff like that will, you know, get the word out, you know. Um, so I'm excited about um, working with him and, you know, having him do voiceovers with Baller Gang and stuff like that, having him, you know, have some of the NBA players, you know, talk about them being, you know, having a baller mindset or being in the Baller Gang and stuff like that. So it's exciting, man. And then once – once it catches on a little bit more, like you said, or whatever, then we can get into more of the meat and potatoes. And then the parents and stuff like that will listen to what we're saying, which will definitely help them. But they just have to be open to hearing, you know, the information. Because you got all these, you know, um, so-called, and I don't want to say so-called, I don't want to, um, you know, try to diss them like that. But you got all these influences and it's, you know, it's hard to pick, you know, who you want to follow or who you want to listen to because people can, you know, send you in the wrong directions. For, for sure, man. And I think the power of collaboration when you come together and you, you know, unite forces, join hands, you can kind of connect all of the dots for people and be like, all right, you know what, I f you know, I fuck with all you guys, you know, like, yes. I'll, I'll follow all you guys, because yeah. I, I support all of what you're saying, you know, because it's just a collaborative group effort. But uh, I, I want to take a look. Wait, let me say this. You guys know for sure in Canada, y'all just won a championship. So teamwork makes the dream work. Y'all know. It. Yeah, man. And that's what I wanted to ask you. You think Kawhi's going to stay? You know, honestly, you know, because now we're talking, if we're talking about if Kawhi's going to stay, if we be honest about it, it's going to come down to, you know, his personal, you know, his personal life, his family, you know, his, um, his legacy, uh, his, uh, his brand, you know, he's, I heard he was, he was having beef with Nike for trying to use his logo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, there's, you know, some behind the scene things that he needs to handle. I mean, and I and I love Canada, but the, the fans got to understand that is, you know, for him before he came to, you know, Canada, you know, there was some things that was going on in his life since he was born until now that he needs to handle. So if he does decide to leave, then, you know, just, you know, you know, salute him and thank him and appreciate him and leave it at, and leave it there. Like, don't hate him. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Oh, no, yeah. No, no. I think after this, there's no way any hate can get or animosity can get on, uh, on him. So well, let's talk about the parade, man. Yesterday, you know, I got a glimpse of Kyle, got a glimpse of uh, Kawhi, saw Drake, saw, um, dude, I saw the Jeremy Lin, uh, Ibaka, right? We saw them all coming down, Nick Nurse, all of them on the parade. And so, you know, they were, they were having a lot of fun. And, you know, it would be a shame to see him leave, but I think Toronto fans got what they wanted. Yes. And he definitely delivered that shit. And so, yeah, it, it begs the question, man, like, because a, a lot of people now, I think, are, are on that baller mindset. And I think a lot of people are, 
now a little bit in tune with what's going on in terms of mindset because yeah they are thinking about the personal things that's going on in their life right like you know kevin kept like lebron when he went to la he he was definitely thinking about his about his future he was definitely thinking about how can i set my hooks in in a city where you know it's, it's the biggest melting pot uh, in the world he's probably has more opportunity there to make money and so that's probably why he, he chose the leaders let me jump in because um, one of the things that I can blow the lid off of, and you know, a lot of ball players don't do it, or I haven't done it yet, is that um, there's a there's a little dirty little secret that was happening even in the high school realm, is that they used to perpetuate the fact that well, you know the dumb jock phrase, right? Mm -hmm. And you know they would brainwash us and, and and program us to believe, okay, in order to be a great basketball player, you just got to focus on basketball. That's it. And your mind don't go nowhere else. You just all I always think about was dribbling the basketball and learning new ball handling moves to make people fall. Or you know the list goes on and on. Anything when it comes to basketball, you just focus on that, the playing part of it, right? But luckily for me, from my experience, school wasn't hard for me. It was easy. It came easy for me. So I was always in like top class enrichment and stuff like that. And I was business minded because I saw my dad in the realm of business. He had a store, a store with his name on it. The only like project dude with a store with his name on it. Like the biggest person in Brownville um, that from what I saw was Mike Tyson because he made it to world champion. But my dad had his own store in Brownville. So, you know, he was really popular. So to see that, I had a business mind just, you know, that's, that went right in my subconscious. So when I was growing up and, and I was in high school, I used to see how some of like the best players on my team, they was like 6'9". You know, we had big time coaches coming to our school to come watch us play, but um, they was making them seem like don't worry about, you know, instead of empowering them, you know, getting them the best tutors or, you know, making sure that people are around them to make sure they, they're accountable, do their homework. They was like, don't worry about that. We'll handle it. They even had they even had my homeboy, which we're still friends on Instagram now. And it's so crazy how the, the thing um, flip is he was like, you know, one of the biggest stars on our team that. You know, they was thinking was going to go to the NBA and, and then he had a fall and now he wants to work with me, you know, and I was just, you know, one of the one of the backup point guards. You know, what I mean, like I wasn't no, nobody big in my school in Brooklyn. But um, the thing that I did, they did, they did a disservice with him about was when we was taking our SATs, they didn't even believe in him. Like they had somebody else going in and take it for him. So my, the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because all of this is coming to a head with the Kawhi situation, what you said about LeBron, paying attention to certain things, you know, everybody's starting to tap into the ball of mindset more so than ever. It's because it's a myth to think that as a human in general, right, can't succeed and excel and win in multiple categories if we practice, just like we practice on a basketball court. So that was the myth. Like, if we have the, as basketball players, if we have the capability to be um, scorers, I'm a scoring um, champ, right? Then that means that I have the capability to focus in consistently and learn something, right? And then succeed in it. So I just have to focus on whatever that is. But they didn't make us believe that. And that's one of the things that happened in the back door that people don't realize. They try to just blame it on the athlete and say, oh, we just, we're not smart or, you know, whatever whatever excuse they want to put on the actual player but you know if you have these managers and you have all these people your, your, your family you know and, and, and a lot of times you know a, guy, a lot of these guys just have a single mom so they, they mom get manipulated a little bit you know what I mean but it's a lot to it behind the scenes as far as just making sure that the kids get the information that they need to know that they need to study for business they need to study um you know um um you know, building relationships with other people, um, communications, all those different things is important outside of the basketball court. And everybody don't know that, but LeBron tapped into that and then Kawhi's tapping into that. That's why I was saying for him to uh, not um, stay in Toronto or Canada, it's because he's tapping into understanding that if he goes to a place that he wants to go to, he might be a little bit more happier and he's not um, trying to like just satisfy other people He's trying to satisfy himself because that's what they make athletes do, satisfy the owners, satisfy everybody else and not they self. That's such a, that's such a, like, my, just like a 
bomb you dropped on us. I mean, because you could take that into every area of your life. I mean, I always, I always talk about being yes. your own, your own, I guess, mental point of origin. You always have to be the center of, of, of your, your universe. And the only reason being is because other people rely on you. And if you are always trying to do things to please other people, you're, you're putting too much sacrifice on the table and you're not really filling up your own cup. And I feel like, you know, that, that's a, that's a common theme over in the self-development space, but it's very hard to do for people, uh, you know, who are, are, like you said, like I, I grew up kind of in the same sense, uh, you know, subconsciously I had a business minded because I was always witnessing my parents, uh, you know, uh, they had a convenience store and, you know, it was just, it was a constant like reminder to me on, on how to, to treat people. And I guess in a business sense, you know, the customer is always right. They always say that. And right. so you almost sacrifice a lot of uh, what you do, like the time, the effort, the work uh, in order to please other people. And I guess like, you know, there, there's, there's, you got to draw a line to a certain extent. Yes. You have to be of service to humanity, but at what point are, are you feeling like what, at what point are you stopping to fill up your own cup? Yes. Right. So what are some things, yeah, man, what are some things you do, you know, uh, either on a weekly, monthly, daily basis that kind of helps you get into that mindset where you're just like, okay, let me fill up my cup here. And then let me go out to the real world and start making some real moves. Well, for, since I was little, I set my mind to not doing anything that doesn't make me happy. And it was a struggle because, you know, growing up, you know, you and, Growing up in the family dynamic that I was in, you know, especially like a hood dynamic, a so-called black family, you know, you do what you're told, shut up, you know, <laughs> don't, don't speak let you spoken to, all that crazy stuff, right? But I was so stubborn and tough-minded. I wouldn't do anything my parents told me to do unless it made sense to me. And, you know, if it, if it was cool, if it wasn't disrespectful towards me or even towards them, you know, like my moms, my moms and my dad smoke cigarettes. And they drink, you know, occasionally or whatever. And I didn't really, I didn't really like the cigarette smoking thing. I was thinking, you know, it messes with your health. And if it messes with your health, you can't be your optimal self. So, you know, I'm trying to be a basketball player. I'm not trying to drink, smoke, none of that, right? So when I'm seeing them smoking, I don't want them smoking. So if they would ask me to go get them some cigarettes from the store, I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So they would have to give me an incentive to do it. Like, we'll give you this if you go get us some cigarettes or something. You know what I mean? So, and I always, they always used to challenge them. You know, they used to, you know, put me on punishment and give me a beating and stuff like that if I didn't listen to them. But I always challenge them. And, and if they were to tell me to do something that they needed to explain it to me, tell me why they wanted me to do it. And they would always say, because I told you to so, or whatever. I told you to do it. But it wasn't enough for me. I wouldn't just take that alone. And since, since I, I adopted that mindset early, as every day as I go, you know, I wake up every morning, I say, okay, what can I do today that's going to make me happy? What's going to make me feel good, you know? And, you know, luckily, you know, what makes me feel good isn't hurting people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or what, you know, what makes me feel good isn't, you know, sabotaging people's lives or making it seem like I'm cooler than everybody else or whatever. And that's the thing, too. Like, some people have their own thoughts on what you're doing. And that's why it's important that we have these conversations because, you know, you know a lot of times, you know, people would say to me, oh, you think you're better because I'm, I named my company Coast to Coast Ballers. And I always have to tell people, I didn't name it Coast to Coast Baller. You know, everybody's welcome to the party. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's welcome to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to just be a winner. Like, I'm, I, I didn't become a winner by myself. You know? So, you know, that's I what love, I'm trying to do. I just love your takes on, on, on things, man. And, and I know you're, you're trying to get your word out there and stuff like that. So like, you know, anybody in the West coast, I know you're out in Portland, but you're doing all kinds of things, even you're going to bounce back to New York. I'm going to try to bring you to Canada too, bro. Right, right. Um, but you know, you, you're, you're trying to, your message needs to get out to these people. And uh, I, I invite anybody who is, you know, even in remotely close to either the sports health money mindset type of world if you're close to that and you're near uh you know the west coast or, or what have you i think i invite you guys to connect with robert because man like i i've been following your stuff for about a i think it's about a year and a bit now man i'm so so happy olga put us together yeah um and just like you know reading your content you're reading all the stuff that you put out it's it's super inspiring it's super powerful it's super impactful so like uh we talked a little bit about what your plans were for uh you know the next years 
stuff. But what do you see like for coast to coast in like five years? Like, what do you, what what's the what's the end goal? Like the big the big picture. Like so, one thing you know, people say like, don't you don't supposed to tell people your plans and stuff like that, whatever. Um, I remember, I don't remember when it was. I think it was like 2011. I had because I can draw too. Like, um, shout out to my grandfather. He passed away. He taught me how to draw. I can draw people's faces and stuff like that. Um, I used to draw a lot of cartoon characters back in the days when I was. When I was That's little. dope. But um, I I had drew uh, um, a house. Um, and it was, and in that house, I, you know, I did the steps and the levels of my business at the top of the house on the roof. Um, you know, I pretty much put, it's going to be a billion, a billion dollar, um, company. And then at the bottom, the foundation was my basketball tournaments because my basketball tournaments, I generated the most money. I made like $20,000 with my first basketball tournament, most money I've made in my life. And, um, when, once that happened, I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on the right path. Um, so that was my foundation. But from that, you know, I, I, I started to incorporate it and get the LLCs and all that stuff done, trademarks. And um, I decided to say, you know what, um, when I'm building this house, I'm going to put in the, in the windows and the doors, I'm going to put, you know, different things like a book division, um, you know, clothing, you know, all these different things, skills. Um, I got a skills academy, all these different things um, in this house. So like, in five years, you know, I'll probably run, I've, I've already served, uh, you know, millions of people already. As far as like millions of people seeing my content online, I know hundreds of people seeing my stuff in real time in the communities that I've been in. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm humble. Um, I'm appreciative. Um, can I be bigger? Yes. Um, but where I'm at right now, I'm content with it as far as like, I'm still growing. I'm still um, learning new things. I'm still meeting new people. I want to be with the right people and I don't want to just be with anybody um, just because somebody has, you know, access or money or whatever, you know, that's not uh, what's going to move me. What's going to move me is when I connect with people that understand the vision that we all should have for our species so we can evolve and, and get out of the space of lack because that was a program that was put on us. Right. So, um, so to answer your question in five years, yeah, I'm, I see myself, generating you know lots of money that i'm gonna also take that money and then throw it right back into everything else that i'm doing in the communities to help you know build a, a, a better bigger uh community global community but individually like from city to city but then make people connect with more people globally to make us all you know connect even more because the internet's doing it and it's making everything smaller and smaller but i just want to be a part of making sure that i get on the ground and do the groundwork too as well yeah, that's definitely important, man, for me too. I mean, I do a lot of stuff on online. I, I built a lot of my business online and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get more into the community now in my own backyard and, yes. you know, tour and stuff like that on the West Coast. So, like, I'll be out in the West Coast very shortly. So we're going to see each other. I'm definitely going to make it down to Portland. Do it. Let's and do it. Come say what I, yeah, come say what's up to all you guys. Because, I mean, I, I feel like there's so much, um, you know, love and positivity and joy from, in the, from over in the West Coast. Over here in the East Coast, there's so much hustle bustle. There's too many people, like, frustrated, angry at their 9-to-5 life. And, and, I, and I get it, man, because, you know, it's the price you got to pay to live in a big city. But I think when we look at it as a whole humanity if they come together we can like kind of eliminate some of those barriers and those borders that you were talking about canada u.s it doesn't really matter yes we can help them we can help the east coast with that it's an easy change it's just a mindset change a shift and then we have after we change because you can't do anything unless you believe first or you you have some type of thought process of maybe it could happen you know when people set in their minds like a lot of new yorkers they set in their minds so it's no way to get them to see anything else so the trick is to get them to see something else first. And then mm-hmm. once that happens, bam, everything changes. And then we can start implementing stuff, you know? So, and, exactly. and, it, and that process is fun, actually. That process is fun. But we just got to get more people to want to join in on that process. Yo, for sure. I, I, I just love, uh, like I have this program that I'm working on in the background called The Wake. And, and it's just it, it truly is a, it's, a, it's a joy and a blessing to work with like you know projects and, and 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 courses like this because you truly know that once they become aware of some sort of um i guess preconditioning they're able to now go back into where that conditioning came from and say yo i th- i've been doing it the kind of like kind of not 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 the wrong way but i'm I, it's just a little off you know and i gotta tweak it a little bit and so that they're able to now go back into that 
awesome. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're, to me, I don't think we're ever a finished product. So to make it seem like your business is, like, perfect, some companies can, you know, make the illusion that their business is perfect, but they just one, you know, um, mistake away from messing things up. They just fronting, you know? So you know, <laughs> let's, if, let's all just keep on trying to um, make progress. You know, and if, if something needs to be tweaked, let's tweak it and keep it moving. It shouldn't be something that we focus on. That's another, if I, I go into that, that's another thing that, that hurts people is they focus on the negative too much. You know, okay, we know it's aware, let's be aware of it. But once we become aware of it, okay, hi, bye, right? And we go yeah. right into, you know, what we're trying to do to improve because that's what it's all about. It's not about talking about or, or, or feeling I mean, we can go through the we can go through the, the emotions of feeling bad about something, but we have to have a time limit on that, on how mm -hmm. how much time you want to spend on you know believing, and you don't even have to believe that you that it was so bad. It's up to you. Like that's up to the individual person to believe that something is so bad. Like for example, you know, I don't really like to talk about negative things that happen to me, right? Because I mean, I have all these different things about it. Like I feel like I don't want people to feel sorry for me because don't feel sorry for me. I'm not a victim type thing. But at the same time, um, there's things that happen to me that I look at differently that other people would be sad about or, you know, mad about or whatever. But I'm looking at it like I learned a lot from it. You know what I mean? And I value my experience. Like I give you a perfect example. Um, you know, I had got arrested one time and um, it was this charge that was so bogus, but it was a small charge, like a misdemeanor charge. And, you know, people in jail was telling me, you know, why don't you just take the charge and get out? It's a small charge. You know, they're offering you a deal, right? Just get out, you know? And I was like, no, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way, you know, I'm guilty of this charge. I'm fighting it. And, you know, they really wanted to get me on the charge so bad because, you know, the conviction rating is high and all this stuff in this town that I was in. And they wasn't willing to, like, let me go. So I sacrificed, and I was okay with it. I had a great time in jail. And people don't say that. You know, they think I'm crazy if I say I had a great time in jail. But I, I stayed in the whole summer and fought that charge so I was found not guilty, you know. But And that was a good experience for me. But, you know, if it was somebody else, they probably would look at it and be all depressed about it or whatever, you know what I mean? So again, that just proves to me that it's all about your mindset. It's all about what you believe, you know? And and when you believe something, you just want to make sure that whatever you believe in doesn't hurt you, you know, doesn't hurt your progress, doesn't hurt, you know, your, your brain, your mind, um, your heart, you know? Because it'll stop you from moving forward. For sure. Like you're, you're dropping so many gems off for us, you know, like the, the, these are things that a lot of people like need to hear. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend and, and we were talking about that whole victim mentality. Like, you know, people, you know, when you grow up as kids, like as a little baby, you scream your head off and you want something, your parents come in and attend to you and they, you know, soothe you, they give you what you need because you're, 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 you're screaming and crying your head off. You're basically playing a victim. And because that was so embedded in us and, and uh, you know, our parents did our best to raise us. But I mean, we do that on ourselves on, a, on another level too. Uh, every day. Like we always talk to people, we complain, we always like want to get that attention. We always want to like, you know, but I, I think what's, what's great about your story here is that you flipped it and you said, look, I'm actually grateful for what I had gone through. And that's the biggest thing. Most people can't get to the gratitude part of, of that situation of saying, yo, I went to jail, but dude, I, that was the best time of my life, right? If people can't see that, it's hard. People can't get to that place of gratitude. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to confuse people. I wanted to be out, right? And I wanted to do so many different awesome things, but I made the best of the situation. I had a lot of fun. I was laughing. I protected people in jail. I played a lot of cards, you know, talked on the phone, got commissary, whatever it was that they do there. You know what I mean? They had a little, um, um, uh, little tablets you can listen to music i mean it wasn't as it wasn't that bad but at the same time you know nobody wants their freedom taken away from them you know mm -hmm. and i have i had plans to do a bunch of things that summer you know for kids too you know for the community but i had to make that sacrifice and i learned and the thing that i learned about that was more more or less like you know to be aware of the 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 world that i'm living in and how in we got a lot of work to do you know what i mean 
like, cause you know, some people, you know, they live and they lucky enough to not have to deal with certain things and they don't realize that certain things exist and people are um, going through certain things. And, and I fell victim to it too. I didn't know people was going through what they was going through in that jail system that I was in. There were so many people in jail that didn't even know what was going on. They were just taking deals just cause they wanted to get out and they probably wasn't even guilty, but you know what I mean? Like it was crazy. It was crazy. And it wasn't even a black or so-called black or white thing. That's a myth, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of white guys in there, you know, so-called white guys in there. And they was getting railroaded like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean this the system has no bearing on your color, your your race, your gender, none of that. I mean but we're all we all still call black people in jail too, but you know, they don't discriminate though. You know what I mean? If you ain't got a lot of money, then they coming to get you, you know. Or if they really want you to, like cuz you know, people, you know, they get people to have a lot of money too. Like I had some money too and they still was trying to come at me, so. Yeah, I got for sure, man. I, I've had my share of this, the system as well, too. A lot of people who know me um, understand that as well. I haven't really talked about the details too much yet, but I've, I've had my altercations with police. I've been arrested. You know, I, I've spent the night in the slammer, too, as well. So, like, um, it's, it, it is what it is, I think, uh, you know, but I think the big, the big thing is, like, coming out, out of it and saying we're, we're going to do something more positive with that. And that's why we're sitting here. That's, that's why we're sitting here talking about this. You know what I mean? Because you, you, affect, you, have, a big, you have a pretty decent following and you, you, you affect a lot of people out there. And, you know, same, same with me. I'm just trying to build whatever it is I can and, and, and try to spread this positivity, try to, try to spread, spread more joy to the world. And so, man... I could talk about this all day with you. Yeah, and, and then also too, Robert, honestly, we're connected to a lot of so-called celebrities and famous people. You know, they handlers or whatever they publishes or whatever that, you know, gets you to talk to them. Because, you know, when you popular, you know, there's a lot of people trying to get at you and it's hard to, you know, like if they knew, like some, if certain people knew that, you know, I was willing to connect with them, then they would, but they don't even know because they got all these other distractions going on. So once that, sure. once that, once we break free with all that, then we can connect with some more people and um, actually uh, make a bigger impact as far as when we when we deal with people in different cities. And that's and that's one of the things that I've been focusing on lately is that um, make sure I'm doing as many podcasts as I can when I have the time, um, and um, being open to you know connecting with you know as many people as I can, no matter what they platform it, whether it's a big one or a small one. And mm, yeah. I believe that, you know, because um, I think Gary Vee, that's one of, one of the big homies too, right? He's, he says it the best, you know, content is everything, right? So he says that the more content, um, the more leverage you have. So regardless of the so-called big or small, if, the, if we put out more content, it's gonna give it, it's, it's gonna put an, it's gonna give us more of a chance for some of the people that know us, but they they are so-called higher than us to see us more and be like, oh yeah, okay, I know him. Like, let me get him on my show. You know what I mean? So for sure, yeah, I, I've been I've been building that foundation for myself. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm at like 160 episodes in now, right? And so that's where I'm gonna take it to the next level and start to reach out to you know some of the bigger names, some of the guys who have like decent followings who, uh, you know, you can leverage their networks and and it's it's not like you're you're asking for a badass. Like we have decent followings that we can show their stuff yeah. to that they've never heard or even exactly. seen of so it's like it's a win-win so uh, i definitely exactly. take gary's advice there in terms of uh you know leveraging content and and setting yourself up to say look i i'm i am putting in the work you know i am yeah. out here grinding every single day putting like trying to trying to spread these vibes to to, to people who need it because you never know what people are going through you never know at what point they're they're gonna just hit rock bottom you just don't know that but if we're here you know fighting that good fight there's more of a chance that somebody's gonna be like yo robert i need you to come on this show bro this is like you know i need you to meet oprah or something you know you just never know when that when that is gonna be robin i know that's gonna i can see it in my mind's eye that is going to happen i don't i can't say when i'm not that good with my magic but i'm pretty damn good with my magic but and I definitely see that too, man. I think you need to go more mainstream. I think a lot of the, the messages that you're putting out needs to go mainstream. I think a lot of people need to pick that up. And, you know, I can't wait to, uh, you know, just 
see all that happen, man. You know, you're, you're putting out so much already. It's just, I, I can't wait to see something go viral. And then, uh, you know, just all these eyes, all these eyes come on you. Yeah. It's only a matter of time for sure. Um, I, I know, I know I'm going to try to get into event planning and stuff like that. I want to try to throw some events for, for men specifically, but I think you would be an awesome person to come speak at this event. Yeah, I, I know you're, um, you can, um, if you can do an event for, you know, you said, I know you say you're going to get in the community a little bit more. If we can, if we can, um, you know, work on some stuff too behind the scenes with organizing something for some of the kids in your community and stuff like that, I'd be more than willing to come out there and. and, and yeah, for sure. I want to, I want to put you in the right, the right. Yeah. I want to put you in the right circles up here. I know some, uh, some people that work with uh, the Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, MLSE, who runs uh, the Raptors, the, the Leafs. Um, and so I, I want to get I want to get your the the company up there a little bit because I think there like I said there's so much room up here and there's so much room for uh, collaboration yeah. and it, since you already have a foundation uh, I think more than likely uh, they'll they'll be able to to kind of I don't know we'll work something out. yeah I I I know there's there's got to be something to do so especially with summer out right now um, you know we'll we'll definitely try to work on that yeah let's get for it. sure um, last thing but. Yeah. Um, last thing that, that keeps popping into my mind when we had our conversation we did um the last episode of your podcast we was talking about drake right and we was talking about how i think he had and my to- feelings yeah yeah, yeah. we talked yeah. about the song Keep yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i just want to i just want to speak on that because um i don't want to i really believe that he he played a part in the energy of um the whole getting Toronto where they are and, um, uh, and, and, and getting the city ready for this good feeling that um, mm. of togetherness and everybody on the team is from like all over the place, it's like a global team, right? You've got guys from all over the world on the Toronto's team. Um, and just the, the good vibes and the energy and the feeling that he put out with his album and that specific song helped I know it helped make more people gravitate more to the team concept, to the let's let's support the Raptors concept, let's love, let's let's be in our feelings and put love into the into the air to help propel this team to 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 be great on this basketball court. And man, if we can trickle that down into the communities too, not just you know because the energy is so high for the the actual sports, the professional sports team, but that same energy. And when we do our event, I'm, I'm, we're going to be able to see it live. You know what I mean? We can put that same energy into even the kids, you know? We can have that same type of format going on with the kids in the community and get them excited on fire it's just, just as much as they excited on fire for uh, the sports, the uh, professional sports team. And that will, yeah. that will help so many people feel good about their lives and themselves. And who knows is going to spawn from that as far as businesses, um, new ideas, the list goes on and on, you know, star. For sure. Like, uh, I mean, we could pick up Drake all day. I mean, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of stuff going on, but I, I want to make that, I want to just make a quick little comparison here, not a comparison, but like a similarity that I see in you is that, uh, what, what Drake is really, really good at is he's able to tap into all the generations of the world right now. He's able to tap into the younger kids, people are his age and the people who are older than him as well. And I think that's, that's really important when you're trying to run a movement or when you're trying to, you know, become a star or whenever, whatever you're trying to do. I think that's really super important. I see that in you is that you're, you're, you're super in tune with the kids. You're super in tune with yourself and people like us who are peers and then people who are older than us, who are just like, you know, who have walked the path already. You, you connect with them so deeply. And I think that's so freaking important. I think that's like, that's awesome you see that, bro. Cause like, yeah, I'm. I, I want to pick that. I want to. I wanted to piggyback off of that that idea, and and that's what Drake does so well. Is he, he he really really tunes in with you know what people are thinking, what people are saying, what they're feeling, and, and when you're able to do that, you're able to to create such a big impact like he did, right? And so that's why I'm just saying, like, man, I I see that in you, bro. <laughs> you know, I see that in you. Coming, no rush. You know, when I was growing up, they used to call me slow motion. You know, I changed it to young motion. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, slow motion is, is, is the vibes that I've always been on because I don't like I never like to move too fast for things. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm right where I need to be. 
um, you know, I've, I've already got, you know, some accolades happen to me as far as like um, big scale, like, you know, Obama was following, is still following me on Twitter. So, you know, that alone just put me in a place where I'm like, okay, I just got to keep working, keep putting in work, keep doing my community stuff. Because, you know, he was a community organizer too um, before he became president. So, you know, I still got a lot of work to do. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, I even, I even seen, and, yeah, I think dude. I, and I'm here, I'm here to support that. Yeah. I, I think I even talked to you about it. You know, um, I don't know if, if Hillary Clinton is trying to run for president again, but she's got my program. Like she, she was talking about positive gains, you know, in one of her viral videos. So, you know, just indirectly too, I see, you know, my message going viral just by her saying that, you know what I mean? So, you know, just as yeah. long as people are uh, tapping into this energy that, you know, this ball of mindset energy, I'm, I'm excited about that, whether they know who I am or not, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, let's get it, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited from the, from the perspective of, you know, people were so, like, people used to believe that, like, if you're so-called poor or you don't have much, you, you're a loser, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And really, it's never been that way. We, we never been losers, you know what I mean? So, you know, if we can get people to have this, this mindset of being a winner, being a baller, man, that's going to be so empowering. I'm talking like, the, you know, some people have it already, right? Some people, you know, I always say the, all success stories came from somebody having a winning mindset and not, you know, and always and believing in themselves and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of people in our past in, in the history and stuff that had it, but I'm talking about, you know, the masses of people. You know, because the way we're indoctrinated in school and public school and stuff like that, it's not the same, right? So if we can get those people that's indoctrinated from the masses perspective, like, you know, like the NBA, the um, East team have millions of fans and, you know, they followers. If those followers can change their perspective, their mindset to a baller mindset too, along with just following somebody with a baller mindset, we out of here. We, we all Jetsons at that point. Yeah, I love that, man. The real life Jetsons, man. <laughs> yeah, I love Michelle, that. Man. I mean, I, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. Like, I tell people all the time, I can't wait. Like, there was a plane called uh, a sports plane that you can get just like a driver's license called, uh, man, I'm, I'm missing them. Uh, the it was called the Icon 5. And it was, it was just as much as the luxury car. Like, you can get a Bentley for that price. And, and it folds up and go in your garage. Right. And I'm, and I was feeling like I, I it, they had it out in like 2012. I think it was, I want one so bad, but people are afraid to fly like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. man, we got to get into it, man. Like, you know, traffic is crazy in LA. I just was out there. Right. Like we, we need to have some space shuttles where we can actually, you know, have some more room to get around. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I think Uber, either Uber or one of the, the rideshare companies, they're, they're they're running that already. They're 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 trying to make those flying cars, like flying taxis. Yeah, I'm, and, with, that. Uh, I'm with that, bro. I mean, I know they already have the sports planes out there. We can like you know fly yeah. it for like a sport, but that could be our practice until they get that together. For sure, man. Um, yeah, traffic in Toronto is crazy. I heard it's pretty comparable to LA. We need we need a little solution out there, man. For sure, <laughs> we're dying out here. Uh, time time is but. Most oh, valuable yeah. resource, man. We can't be in, in, in traffic anymore. Yes, yes, time, yes. Time is definitely the most important. It's more important than money. And I, and I hope people understand that, you know, and change their mindset on that too. Like, you know, time is really important. And value your time, people. Everybody must value their time. Yeah, all right. For first, for sure, man. And, and speaking of time, we're we're just about out of time, guys. So if you guys like this, kicking it, man. Ask, you know, like tag us in a post. Let us know what you thought because I'm gonna do more of these. I'm gonna invite some of the past guests on, and you know, Robert, you're always welcome, always welcome on the show, bro. And when hey. I when I start putting this on more on YouTube and stuff like that, I want to get like a real live episode together where I can actually see your face and, you know, connect with you and vibe with you on that kind of level. So, man, uh, yo, how can people uh, get a hold of you? Where are you hanging out mostly? I know it's Facebook, Instagram, or your handles on there. Yeah, I guess, yeah, people can catch me on, on Facebook, you know, catch some of my um, empowering um, motivational quotes and stuff that I put out. Um, that would be, uh, I think it's Global uh, Empowerment Speaker uh, on Facebook. Um, it's Young Motion is Robert Wall Jr. That's my public figure entrepreneur page. Um, 
get a lot of uh, cool messages on there that will help you on your day-to-day. Um, and then you can go to coasttocoastballers.com. That's my official website for Coast to Coast Ballers. You can become a Baller Gang member on that website. Um, and, you know, you can also, too, check out the blog because the blog's just fire. The blog is crazy. I put, like, a bunch, me and my team put a bunch of stuff on there that will give you, like, so much energy and fire to, like, accomplish whatever you need to accomplish in life. So um, I'm real big on just putting out just positive stuff. Like, I don't do no negative news. You know what I mean? So um, that's what you'll get. I feel I definitely feel that I'm going to link all that up in the show notes so you guys can connect with Robert and, you know, just follow him on his journey. I think he's up to big things. I know there's a, just a, a trajectory point that he's going to hit. and He's going to take off and I see it. So um, get on that. I'm going to put all that. All those. Yeah, bro. Go for it. Last but not least, the book mindset book is still coming soon. Sorry for mm. the wait. It's on the way. <laughs> it's, it's on the way. It's still on the way. It's on the way. Book is coming out soon. Yeah, we talked about that as well on the last episode. So we gotta. I'm gonna follow up with you and and, and try to be like, all right, let's get this Somebody going, man. I can help you out with that. Too. Like, man, we need a handbook, man. We need the Baller Mindset handbook. And I'm like, dude, I got so much stuff going on, and I didn't even talk about it in this. I know we gotta go, man, but I'm <laughs> for this community, man. Like, the, in this community, I'm in, they never did like um a five on five basketball tournament for kids in the community. I mean, I've been, man, they do that like like at least six or seven times a day in New York. And they haven't done it once yeah. here. So I'm trying to pull that off. I'm trying to make some history, man. That's yeah, as soon as we focusing on right now. For sure. I spent some time in Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago, actually. I was out at a court playing basketball. So I, I see you know the... I already know. I already know the vibe, and I'm already feeling that, man. So that's why we got to bring this up to uh, to Canada, to Toronto. I think it's a perfect time. We just hit the. We just won the NBA Finals. I think uh, a lot of people are still fiending for basketball right now. They're fiending right now. They need it. They need it. So. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, bro. All right, we're gonna let we're gonna end this here, man. So, uh, if you guys like kicking it, you know, you know, tag us in a post. Let us know what you guys thought, and uh, we're we're out of here, bro. 